0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production
1: This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to The Good Things podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi
0: This show was previously recorded It's Mississippi's radio happy hour well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner well, I'm going- Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca.
1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, today is a good day to plan your very own one-of-a-kind Mississippi trip. And you can do that over at visitmississippi.org. But today on Good Things is a special day because you get the chance to learn more behind the voice so many of you are familiar with on the Eagle Hour. So joining us today is the one and only Luke Johnson. Hey, Luke.
2: Hey, Rebecca. Sunny day here in the free state of Jones. And glad to be on Good things today with you.
1: Well, it's funny because most of you know you as the host of the Eagle Hour or also as the star punter or football player for the Golden Eagles. But you're also a devoted pastor and missionary and so much more. But I actually wanted to start this conversation way back at your time at West Jones High School and not even football, particularly baseball. So I did my homework and by homework I mean I asked my husband if he knew you. <laughs> <laughs> and come to find out, y'all we're about the same I mean around the same age, because when did you graduate high school?
2: Two thousand and one. So, Twenty years.
1: So I am two thousand and two, but my husband is two thousand and one and y'all played against each other in baseball. So oh, really? yeah. And so I guess in his words, you matured faster in growth than most of the of most kids. So would you say that you were taller and stouter than maybe your eighth and ninth tenth grade components?
2: yeah, in some ways um we we had they worked as hard at West Jones. Mike Taylor was there uh, just so you know about about West Jones. they've had two football coaches in like the last forty seven years. And, uh, and our soccer coaches and our baseball coaches worked as hard. So we were always either in the weight room or, or outside. Um, and I was a three sport athlete at West. I played soccer, football, and baseball. And so, yeah, if, if people were to, uh, to dig up some of those pictures that, that your husband had to go back into the ancient archives to, uh, to dig up and were to see me now, they would say, uh, that's a different dude, but, uh, yeah. We were uh, we were blessed with some athleticism back you in the day. You definitely
1: were. But he remembers, I guess y'all played all-star baseball or something. A particular game, he said he got up to bat, or I guess their team got up to bat. He hit a homer. He said, you followed it up the next inning with a home run. that, um, And then he came back. And the next time you got up, you hit your second home run of the game. And his is his words were, it still hasn't landed yet. <laughs>
3: <So>. <laughs>
2: I uh- I was a I was a double guy. That's really what I what I what I kind of thrived at. Um but yeah, occasionally you would you would get one. Now back in the day we got to use those those bats and I think my senior year we adjusted to negative three. So if you caught one back in the day before the dead bat and the dead ball era, it would go quite a ways, for sure.
1: Well, I just love that. Um, And, too, I love that, you know, you've been, I guess, a name in sports here in Mississippi, high school and beyond, for, I guess, a good 20 years now. You mentioned the three sports, though, baseball, soccer, and football. Luke, when did you start to sort of gravitate towards maybe football would be the sport you could take to the next level instead of baseball? Well,
2: football um, was, was the one that I played. I started late. My mom wouldn't let me play early on just for, you know, reasons of, my body to get busted up even when I was a kid so I didn't start playing football till I was in eighth grade I started soccer when I was three and started baseball when I was four and kind of watched, you know wee and youth football from the outside and then it uh, convinced my mom to let me play and and it's funny my eighth grade year I was actually a a lineman and in the off season, uh, they moved me to quarterback so I, uh, I played quarterback in, in high school but be, because of my soccer uh, growing up and and soccer was in a lot of ways the my favorite sport. Uh, in high school, I, st- I started kicking in a fourth or fifth grade. My dad built a soccer goal in our backyard and then put uprights on it. And he had it. He had a challenge to me. He said, "I want you to be able to kick a forty yard field goal by the time you're in sixth grade." Didn't get there. Got it in seventh grade. So um, when I started playing football, when in, in ninth grade, um, I didn't kick in eighth grade, but in ninth grade I kicked off and I punted, and, and then I went out as, as a tenth grader at West Jones and, and uh, handled all the field goals, and uh, kick was able to that year, uh, in my sophomore year against Quitman, kicked a fifty one yard field goal, and so that's kind of what put me on the, the radar among some people. It was really funny back in the day recruiting so much different but um, you know you get all these letters and so they would just bring letters to me and it would be from Kentucky or Arkansas Mississippi state Southern Miss all these and it was really funny and they you know they're all just kind of generic letters um, but I uh, I started seeing yeah I can I can go somewhere and, and, and play and so when, when senior season came around, uh, we were playing Taylorsville and I was the starting quarterback at West Jones. In the second game of my senior season, I tore my ACL. Mississippi State was there that night, uh, you know, recruiting me and, and, uh, so I thought, you know, I was finished. Um, I actually came back two weeks later with a big old blood so brace oh. on my kicking leg or on my plant leg <clears throat> and kicked in the homecoming game against Gulfport and, and made some kicks and then had surgery the next week. But, Missed most of softball. I mean, uh, most of soccer season, and uh, and then came back and and played baseball and had the opportunity to to play baseball in college. Um, but yeah, ultimately figured out the punting and kicking leg uh, could probably take me further than anything else.
1: Did you ever want to do another? Um, I guess position in football. I mean, I know punter. It takes a special skill. It's a, a unique position to where you know a lot of games are won, or we would could arguably. Could have been one with the punter, and it's a lot of pressure in that in that position. I always close my eyes when watching uh, games uh, that are you know tight on the line, and it ends up at the punter. But but was that always just the position you gravitated towards, or did you ever daydream about trying out somewhere else on the field?
2: I wouldn't have been able to play play quarterback in college, just basically because of the offense that we ran. But um, yeah, I was uh, I had a few options coming out of of uh, high school, Mississippi College wanted me to play and they wanted me to play tight end. And then um, I was in line to get an appointment to the Naval Academy and the was the there wanted me to, to not only punt, they wanted me to play tight end also. So that would have been a funny, funny position at the Naval Academy playing tight end and then on fourth down, getting back there. So I had a few of those opportunities. So yeah, probably, uh you know, tight end if I would have gone somewhere else I'd have had the opportunity uh the, the funny thing is at Southern Miss Jeff Bauer and I were coach was and I were sitting at a basketball game going into my senior spring at Southern Miss and and I said coach let me go out with a different position this spring and he said all right Luke what what position do you want to practice and with and I said well coach you know Ray Guy was the emergency quarterback for the Raiders and Coach Bauer, not even a, a millisecond later, said, "Yeah, Luke, but Ray Guy was an athlete." Ah. <laughs> and then, and then he realized what he said. He said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that." I said, "Coach, you already said it." So uh, we used to laugh about that a
1: lot. Well, you didn't choose to go somewhere else. You had your eyes set on uh, the University of Southern Miss or the Golden Eagles, but you had to walk on. So. Was that a hard decision, or did you just know you always wanted to be an eagle, no matter how it had to happen?
2: I was uh, I was speaking last week at a camp down in Foley, Alabama, and we were talking about how to discern God's will for your life, and, and it was a big decision for me coming out because I, I could have played two sports at, at Jones College. I could have played baseball and football. Um, I, I could have you know gone to MC with a uh, with a leadership scholarship, and we talked about the Naval Academy, and, and I actually had uh, my senior year, I had a an interview um, with uh, one, one of the, the groups from Yale um, because that was a possibility. I think the application for Yale was like 40 pages, so I, I kind of moved on <laughs> different in that direction. And so you know, I was telling the story to these students last week at the summer camp and just said, you know, it was a hard decision for me. I was was praying and trying to discern God's will, and, and I remember a, a pastor from Birmingham really encouraged me and, and just asked me one question. He said, you know, if, if there was – if if uh, you were completely free and there was no guilt at all attached, what what would you do? And without a, a millisecond, I said, I'd go to Southern Miss. And what I what I found out I was doing because I, I was surrendered to ministry and involved in ministry. I had this this guilt trip that I could only really you know go to a a private you know Baptist or Christian school. And uh, and and then I realized uh, that no matter you know where I went, I was going to be a, a witness for Christ, and and that that question really set me free. And and uh, because I was, my, my parents from the very beginning, I was on campus at Hattiesburg, and and it was a Southern Miss Golden Eagle. It made that decision a lot better, and and it was it turned out to be you know a, a great decision, and and I had a great four and a half years in Hattiesburg.
1: Man, what a good word though for all of us. Just what would you do if you weren't tied up in any guilt? Um, about your decision because I think too a lot of young people they they're with parents with good intentions just already start to sow seeds of maybe what they want their kids to do or where they want their kids to go and you know a good kid will probably make choices that don't disappoint and you had the layer of God on top of that (laughs) not just like your parents or or whatever and to and to be at least wise enough to you know be curious about your other interests to me i think it's just something no matter no matter your age really that we can um all take in today and sort of think about luke and i know that football wasn't your first passion obviously faith has always been uh, front and center for you and a big piece of of your story so we're going to dive into that and more with host of the eagle hour luke johnson coming up next
0: This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and
3: coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com.
0: Today, mostly sunny conditions, a 40% chance of rain, high near 92. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 74. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny with a slight chance of rain, high near 92. For your Saturday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 91. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care.
2: We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance
0: with their personal Personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with the Modest Senior Care, for your free in home consultation. 601 864 3752. G3 Services is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. This show was previously recorded.
3: are you looking to get away? Then look no
1: further than visit Mississippi.org. It's got all you need to plan your Mississippi adventure. And you can also find Super Talks Eagle Hour on supertalk.fm on demand or in podcast form because we're chatting it up with the host of it today, uh, Mr. Luke Johnson or one of the hosts. I think you'll have several hosts there at, um, the Eagle Hour and getting to know the man behind, um behind the football though, because I I think that's important. There's there's all your stats, which I know none of, Luke. There's all of the stories of the tight games and all the things. Um, but at the end of the day, when you take off the uniform and you go home, you're still a man and you have a life and you have a lot that led you um, to where you are today. So I was thinking what came first, your faith or your football. But when I did my research for, for this episode of Good Things, Luke, I realized Man, it looks like you have been sort of grounded in faith at a very young age. So, where did that? Be- when did that? When did you get influenced in that? When did that become just such a, you know, strong foundation for everything else in your life?
2: A lot of people don't don't know this about me outside of, of Laurel and Jones County. A lot of people inside Jones County know this. I was actually, uh, I was, I'm adopted, and uh, I was. I was born to a single mother, um, who I I do not know to this day, uh, and have never met. And because of the adoptions were closed, but I was adopted through the Baptist sellers home. And I was born in, uh, in new Orleans, Louisiana in the Baptist, um, home right there on, on Napoleon Avenue or in the, the, the Baptist hospital. And then I was adopted through the Baptist sellers home. And so I was adopted uh, and brought back to, to Laurel by Joe and Jean Johnson. And from very early age uh, they taught me the scriptures and and prayed with me at night and and uh, put me under the uh, the teaching of, of uh, God's word in our local church and you know growing up I was a, a moral kid uh, I, I was you know there on Sundays and um, memorized scripture but it was when uh, right before my fifteenth birthday um, that that I came to the understanding that I needed Christ that I was a sinner and and uh, God revealed Himself to me through Scripture and and uh, and called me to Himself, and that's when I was you know I was saved, I was born again, and that's so when I started following Jesus. It was the uh, the spring of my ninth grade year, and you know it was all this. This head knowledge and this foundation that had been poured into me through my parents and Sunday school teachers and my pastor and my youth pastor, it all went you know it went downward about eighteen twenty inches. it went from my head and it filled my heart and it started changing how I lived my life and I saw the world differently, saw people differently um, couldn't couldn't live as I did before. I was one of those you know moral kids I, had everything going on on the outside, but, but inside, you know, just filled with, with all kinds of junk. And, uh, one of those guys, and I think a lot of people were identify with this, uh, before I became a Christian, I wanted to, to go out and, and live like a lot of other people lived, but I had to save some, you know, so-called Sunday image. So I couldn't go do that. Uh, and, and I would, you know, probably get a spanking for it at home too. But, but yeah, um, the, the Lord changed my life in, in the spring of my, my ninth grade year and, uh, about two years later, I was uh, I was at a summer camp in North Carolina. A guy named Clayton King was uh, was preaching, and, and that's when I felt uh, the call in my life uh, for for vocational ministry. and And I didn't know what it looked like. Um, I you know thought about doing other things with my life, but the Lord made it apparent that I was going to you know serve Him vocationally. So that was uh, right before my junior year in high school. So um, I, uh, I I surrendered to that and. You know, just continued on and, and started getting different speaking and and, uh, and and preaching opportunities, even in high school. And, and I graduated from West Jones on a Tuesday, and uh, that summer I started serving, I think it was probably like five or six days later, started serving as a as an intern at a local church in, in Ellisville, Mississippi, and ended up staying on staff there serving the, uh, the student ministry for, for two years and then uh it kind of coincided right when i was uh beginning my third year at southern miss and i was the starting punter i started branching out and uh, and traveling and speaking at all kinds of events coach bauer actually would would allow me to to leave practice early sometimes um to go speak and and to honor speaking opportunities and and even while i was uh in in uh, at southern miss my junior summer i went to coach bauer probably in april and i said hey coach I need to miss like five weeks of workouts, and he said uh, this summer. And he said, "Why?" I said, "I need to go to Africa to serve as a missionary." And without hesitation, he said, "Okay, we can make that work." And I ended up serving five, six weeks in in the country of Burkina Faso. Um, and so, my, my college experience. I'm very thankful um, that, that the Lord saved me um, in my early teens because it's kind of odd, and, and this isn't you know me blowing smoke. Uh, in, in college, I never really viewed myself as a football player. I viewed myself as as a Christian and an imperfect one, somebody who was, you know, striving but but still sh- struggling, and and somebody that uh, that was just trying to obey Scripture and follow Jesus. I viewed myself as a Christian who happened to play football, and that really helped me out with identity because my identity wasn't wrapped up in what I did or how good I was or how bad I was. So yeah, from the very beginning, uh, good parents, uh, a great local church, great parents, great local church, and then God's working my life and saving me and and calling me has really formed me to who I am today.
1: So I'm curious, uh Luke, being in the locker room with your traditional football players, and that's not a ding at anyone. Look, I was a traditional college student there at USM. Maybe I should have crossed paths with you because <laughs> I may I may have less uh to be uh you know regretful for. But anywho, you know, you think about sort of the traditional culture around college sports, particularly in the locker room, and that's just it is what it is. It's not necessarily the best for Sunday Sunday morning. And that's not that's painting with the broad. Broad brush, but but you being so vocal with your moral character or your faith and then meshing with the boys, so to speak. I mean, what was that like? You obviously had the buy-in from Coach Bauer and the backing from from him, but what was it like with your teammates? Did they ostracize you? Did they maybe leave you out or were they welcoming to you know, to the kid who who had his you know ducks in a row when it came to his faith.
2: No matter who you see, guys. Now, I saw one of my teammates up at the uh, the Old Miss baseball regional in Oxford uh, when Southern Miss was playing, and we came in together. We graduated together, and, and he's uh, where he's working at Old Miss now. And, and uh, every time you know, I see my my guys from from uh, back in the day we just, we hug and, it, and, and we're, we're brothers. And so I guess first and foremost to answer that we were a family. Um, and you know, we got frustrated at each other and, and we, we bled and sweated with each other. We get mad at each other. And so I, I guess sometimes the guys had to get to know me to, to see that this wasn't just some like moral blanket that I wore or I wasn't trying to be better than, than everyone else. And you know, sometimes I, I bet it could it could come across as, you know, a holy roller or self-righteousness. One guy on our team got interviewed and got specifically asked the same question. He said, cussing around Luke is like cussing around your mom. And <laughs> it, uh, but, but what happened was, after a while, these guys realized that this is just who I was. And, um, you know, when I was a senior, I, got, I was voted team captain. And there were times where I had to take stands, and I was in the uber minority, and you know, there were times where uh, where where guys knew that they're going to be themselves, and I wasn't going to condemn them for that, um, but I was going to, you know, call them to, uh, to to how Jesus had called me to live. And I remember my my senior year, uh, Coach Bauer, the, the last regular season team meeting, um, the squad only wouldn't come. Uh, this was two nights before a game. The whole team would come, and he would let each senior get up and say whatever they wanted to the team. And and I read the guys a a passage from the book of Acts and just said, you know, I've done my best to testify to you the grace of God and whatever you've seen in me that that was good. It it was Christ. And and I just want to let you know, I love you. I'm always here for you. And and so, you know, it, it takes a while because people kind of sniff you out and just wonder if this is a facade or you know, is this just morality and, and over a while people come to see that it's genuine and, you know, it's, it's not, it's not me. It's the grace of God. And so, yeah, that was, uh, it was always unique. I mean, there were times where you couldn't, you know, you, you just kind of walked away or there was times where you, you would, uh, you wouldn't laugh or, you know, there'd be times where you would just look at them and say, Hey man, I love y'all anyway. And, uh, it, but it made you good. The years later, there's still a bond there, um, which which really encourages me to know that those guys knew that I cared about them, and I know they cared about me.
1: You talk uh, affectionately about Coach Bauer, and I know Coach Bauer, there's like the years at Southern Miss uh, of Coach Bauer. I mean, those are the 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 golden years of the Golden Eagles, so to speak, in a lot of ways. But do you think you could have had the same impact or opportunities had you had a different coach? Because it feels like he really allowed you to be you, Luke, in in all the facets and um appreciated what you were doing off the field as well as on the field. So, do you think the time would have? You may would have had the same experience without with a different leader.
2: It's kind of hard to even fathom that question because, unlike so many guys today, I I never had a different head coach. And Coach Bauer was one of those guys. The first couple years, you, you were kind of scared of him, and then kind of year two, year three, you realized that he really cared about you, and then. At the end of your career, you realized that you'd have done anything for him and he'd have done anything for you. And he, he really allowed me to, to, what you just said, to be myself. And, uh, you know, towards the end of your career, he's joking with you and, hey, if you'll knock a couple golf strokes off your game, I'll go golfing with you because he's a really good golfer. Um, but, you know, over the, over the course, what he would do is, and, and a lot of people don't know this, he put like 40 walk ons on scholarship and on full scholarship. And it was towards the end of the first year that I started. He, uh, in the team meeting, he he reads out my stats and he says it's my honor to present to Luke Johnson a full uh, football scholarship. And the whole team stands up and they yell and applaud. and So, yeah, it would have definitely been different. It's just kind of hard to comprehend, you know, me playing at Southern Miss without Jeff Bauer um, because he allowed me to walk on. He believed in me. Allowed, you know, I won a job and he rewarded me with it. and He stuck with me. Um, and I remember one time where, where I, I shanked a punt or I did something bad early in the game. He comes over and puts his arm around me and says, you're going to do something to help us win this ballgame. And probably two punts later, I hit a bomb. I hit like a 60-something-yard punt. It was down at the three-yard line. And he's the first one congratulating you when you come off the field. So he definitely, his leadership style and who he was at Southern Miss definitely allowed me to thrive.
1: And thrive you did, and we're going to continue our conversation with Luke Johnson coming up next.
0: This show was previously recorded. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top of the line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208, Old Fan and Road in Brandon, the dealership that service built. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to dial 911 at the onset of symptoms of a heart attack or stroke. The moment paramedics arrive, life-saving care begins. It's important to remember the first thing paramedics do is to take the time to stabilize the patient. Vital information is relayed to the appropriate hospital so that heart attack or stroke teams will be ready when the patient
3: arrives. Every second counts. Dial 911. Don't drive. Let them come to you.
1: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state's vaccination rate is the lowest in the country. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says it's especially problematic among the state's younger population.
0: The challenge with that's going to be is we're going to have ongoing outbreaks that are going to do several things. It's going to impede our ability to open up schools fully without having to go through quarantine and
2: close off events and that sort of stuff. But it also it's going to further threaten those vulnerable groups because we're
1: maintaining transmission. Just 30 percent of the state's population is fully vaccinated. Child Protective Services is distributing over three million in federal pandemic relief funds to Mississippi's current and former foster children. Any Mississippian
0: between 14 and 26 who spent at least one day in foster care after their 14th birthday is eligible for the funds that can be used for housing, education, transportation, and other emergency assistance needs. I'm Kelly
1: Bennett. Because of Palmer Home for Children, my three sisters and I are able to grow up together. When there was nowhere else for myself, my brother, or my sister to go, there was
3: Palmer Home. My brother and I came to Palmer Home when I was two years old. Next month, I'll turn 16. Palmer Home for Children is my home.
0: Gallo here. Just want to remind you about the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July the 15th. Look, not only tune in, be a part of it right here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded.
1: Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And if you want to explore a little more where Luke Johnson lives, then you can take a trip to Laurel, which is booming right now in all things uh, tourism. Luke, have you been amazed just by how your hometown, well, there of Laurel and then surrounding communities has really grown and flourished maybe over those last 10 or 20 years?
2: It is wild. Every day when we do the Eagle Hour in in downtown Laurel, uh, right? our our studio, I can look out and see the brick streets of downtown Laurel. People walking around, and you know they're not from Laurel because they're looking up at buildings and they're looking around, and then they have little touristy maps. It is unbelievable. I had a lady this past week tell me that I didn't even know this, but there was a couple from Brazil that came to Laurel for like a month and just stayed in Brazil. I mean, stayed uh, in Laurel from Brazil. Um, last Thanksgiving, my dad's a realtor in Laurel, um, and he works with uh, with with Aaron's mom. Uh, she's one of my dad's realtors, and and uh, a lady flew in and had Thanksgiving dinner with us because she was in town for the week from Connecticut, just checking Laurel out. It is it is unbelievable to think, um, and, and it goes to testifies to the last really 15 years of Laurel Main Street and. A lot of people don't realize that all this was had been going on before Hometown even came about.
1: Oh, yeah. There had to be a solid foundation ready for something like Hometown, um, or it would have all crumbled. So... Absolutely. I mean, when they say it takes a village, it took the whole county, really, there at Jones County, to 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 be ready for something like hometown to take off into the stratosphere in which you know it has gone now. But you could have chosen anywhere post graduation with you know sort of your hype and in your name to go and maybe start to raise your family. But yet, Luke, I mean, you've stayed in Jones County. Laurel's home. You've got your wife and your children there. Um, you know you're you're looking at your different career options. So, what was it about sticking in Mississippi, particularly Jones County, that was important for you?
2: We didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I, I went to uh, I went to rookie camp with the Detroit Lions, and we were you know praying about if if I were to land somewhere, and, and I didn't work out with the Lions, and and probably about a month later, just trying to contemplate the future, I, I just felt you know just released to don't, don't pursue football anymore. And and I had already started my master's degree at New Orleans Seminary. And so we kind of just, uh, we, we stayed around Laurel. We were trying to, to move possibly in a few places and, and just became apparent we need to hang in Laurel. So then in 2008, we actually moved back down to New Orleans and I, I got to serve in uptown, the same community where I was born. We helped plant a church and I finished up my master's degree there. And, and, uh, just really good, a great time for, for my wife, Lauren and I, um, and, uh, she, she had a, a really good time in New Orleans and worked for Mignon Faget. And, and so we, we got to experience uh, New Orleans. And, of course, we're Saints fans. And, and then probably towards the end of that, we just felt like we needed to come back to, to home to Laurel. And so we moved back to Laurel, and I continued to travel and speak. And, and so, yeah, we've been back uh, 11 years from, from uh, that little uh, sidetrack down in New Orleans, which is so important for, for our family. But, yeah. Laurel and Jones County is, uh I didn't think that I would probably stay around here um, so much, but it has become a place. It's a great base. Uh, so many friends in ministry, so many friends in business here. And we we recently purchased a, a, a property uh, and, and did a remodel um, out in the country, and, and we love it. And uh, my, my wife's finishing up nurse practitioner school. I just started a PhD and so it, it, it's near enough we got an airport nearby and of course if you got to go somewhere long like uh, like india like i do sometimes you know it, it's a short drive to jackson or, or, or new orleans so yeah it's just where we're supposed to be right now and i can't really say that other than the scripture says you know the peace of god guards your heart and your mind in, in christ jesus and that's where it's been for us and, and uh, just the little things we get to do i get to do a super talk call high school football games and games for Jones College and high school baseball games and get to be a part of the next generation. It's very rewarding.
1: Well, we were supposed to be in Omaha this week, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But in terms of, of Southern Miss uh, baseball, when well, we set up for you and I to to have this conversation today on Good Things, we were right there before Game 3. Uh, I think it was Game 3, yeah, with with old Miss. And I mean, what a fun ride. And I used to live in the apartment complex right there next to the um, baseball stadium um, on campus. In fact, um, I had to get a new windshield one time, thanks to a fly ball from uh, from a from a baseball game or practice or whatever it may be. Um, so once an eagle, you're sort of always an eagle. But for for you, Luke, when did the eagle hour sort of come in, or what was your vision for that when you when you came uh, to the show? I really don't know that story of how. You found the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour found you. How did you become one of our brothers in broadcasts here at Super Talk?
2: So Bob Getty uh, had a had a, a vision um, to to cover Southern Miss. Of course, he he worked uh, at WDAM in Hattiesburg, and then he went to Greenville for for many years and and uh, worked up there in broadcasting, and then came back with Super Talk and took over the to Hattiesburg and Laurel station. And and Southern Miss, you know, is a is a diamond that was wasn't really being covered, um, and so he. He had a vision and put together the show called the Eagle Hour. Jim Taylor, who is now the pastor at First Baptist McGee, he lived here in Laurel, and of course he he beat Alabama on a 52 yard field goal back in the day, so he had street cred. And so he and Jim would just you know cover Southern Miss every day, interview old old uh, play, players of old, and and talk about what was going on. And and I kind of probably a two years into that, I was doing some you know, some football broadcasting for for the Laurel station. And I would just come on occasionally as kind of like a third wheel, and they would, you know, ask me different things, or I would come on as a guest and relive some some stories from Southern Miss. And so when when Jim Taylor um, when he moved from being pastor at First Baptist Sosa to First Baptist McGee, obviously he you know couldn't carry on with the show, and so uh, I, I believe that was at the end of sixteen or the beginning of, of seventeen. Bob said, "Hey, you want to slide over and do this?" and you know, I told Bob, I said, Bob, I travel a lot and, uh, you know, I, I'm called to go overseas a lot. And he said, Oh, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And, uh, it, yeah, it's been, I guess, four years and, uh, going on four years or, or beyond four years that I walk into that studio in downtown Laurel and we talk Southern Miss every day. And it, it's just been incredible as somebody who's been a life golden Eagle, the things I still find out things that I had no idea about, uh, and, and meet people and, and, you know, interact and, I was, uh, was speaking at, at Temple Baptist in Hattiesburg one night, and this guy came up and he said, I think I know you, and I spoke to him, and he said, oh yeah, I hear that voice every day. So sometimes now people know the voice rather, rather than the, uh, the face. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I certainly enjoy covering my alma mater and uh, we found a niche, um, and at Southern Miss, there's a lot of people out there that bleed black and gold, and we're just thankful to, to bring it on Super Talk every day.
1: Absolutely, and they're devoted fans, they're devout fans. I mean, talking about your time at as a player there at Southern Miss, which was men when I was um, also a student there. I mean, it was a it was the golden years. I mean, it was some good years. It was you know, and everybody loves the winning years, but you have to stick through some you know some of the tougher years, tougher years as well. So, what keeps you? Motivated to at least, you know, keep Southern Miss in the conversation, even though maybe they found themselves, you know, going through a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to their athletic department. Let's put it that way.
2: I think traditionally, uh, Southern Miss is, if not the one of the uh, universities and athletic programs that has done and continues to do more with less than probably any other program in the country. Um, you, you look at, and and I'm not here to, to, to berate uh, the schools up north or the conference they belong to. But what I'm simply saying is Southern Miss does not get the handouts that those schools do. And traditionally, I mean, they don't have an engineering school. They don't have a medical school. They don't have a law school. It, this was, we're talking about Mississippi Normal College. <laughs> we're talking about the state teachers' college. We're talking about blue chip. And, you know, because of that historically, and, and there are, you know, people that, that go on and do very well in life and give back to the university. But, you know, the average – southern miss graduates they're just a, a, a normal person like like me and you and uh and and so what that's done is it's it's forced us historically to take people uh that maybe got overlooked and to turn them into diamonds and, and we continue to do it and uh so you know you always have a chip on your shoulder if you're southern if you're southern miss golden eagle and, and sometimes you get called out for it and sometimes you get accused of being a little brother or little brother that's flexing um, but at the same token, you know you kind of wear that badge with pride because you know that you're starting off, um, uh, you know, down the pecking order from everybody else. And you look around and you say, "Wow, we we sure do a lot uh, without getting, you know, without being getting the benefits of, of a lot of other people, not just in the state but outside." And so you, know, you you wear that with a badge of pride, and and you're thankful to be a part of a history where it it's blue collar it's hard work and whatever whatever uh, came to us we got it because we outworked everyone else and and so that's why i continue to enjoy southern miss uh, athletics and and just the university it's it's very special in my heart
1: well, absolutely. And I think if you bleed black and gold, then you just bleed it through and through. And you're, you know, and as a good fan should, you should be in it for the ups. You should be in it for the downs. I mean, mentioning my husband earlier, God bless him. He's a Tennessee fan. So we're just going to let him I'm have sorry. this baseball moment in time because he has stuck through for it with them through the ups and downs when it came, when it came to football for, um, for sure. But all lives are ups and downs, whether you're a fan or it's just, you know, sitting us, sitting by and watching it. And I've enjoyed getting to know you, Luke. And we've got a little bit more with Luke Johnson, host of the Eagle Hour here on Super Talk, coming up next. Wow.
0: This show was previously recorded.
3: Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. This is the closing anchor market report. At the close of New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 21 to 86.73. March cotton was down 4 to 86.39. Codes the Chicago Board of Trade: July soybeans were down thirteen and three quarters to thirteen seventy one and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down twelve cents to thirteen thirty four per bushel. July corn was down eleven cents to six fifty three and a quarter per bushel. September corn was down one and three quarters to five forty nine and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was down twenty five to one twenty two sixty two. October live cattle was up ten cents to one twenty eight twenty seven. August feeders up one forty five to one fifty seven fifteen. September feeders up one twelve to one fifty nine twenty. And that's this hour's Dow Jones is up three hundred forty four points, thirty four thousand two nineteen. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Mississippi Agri News Network. Cotton isn't a crop. It's a calling. That's why you battle resistant weeds with
0: guts and determination. BASF helps you win with the most effective in season weed control program on the market. The powerhouse trio of Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook are best in class post herbicides, each with a different mode of action, so weeds don't stand a chance. Protect your calling at cottonweedcontrol.com. Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook herbicides. Made for this. Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted use pesticide. Always read and follow label directions. Big Head Todd and the Monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th. Wicked Weed Brewing presents the The Twilight Twilight Concert Concert Series at Renaissance. Renaissance. Tickets are on sale now at ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Your midday meeting place. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded.
3: On planning
1: your Mississippi getaway. All you need to know to do it is over at visitmississippi.org. And gosh, I've enjoyed visiting with Luke Johnson, host of Mississippi, Super Talk Mississippi's Eagle Hour, which comes on what stations every day, uh, Luke, from 1 to 2?
2: Super Talk Hattiesburg, Super Talk Laurel, and uh, Super Talk Southwest Mississippi. From 1 to 2, that's live. And if you can't get the radio signal, you can always just go to the websites of each one of those um, stations and you can listen live you can stream it live and then of course we're on you know all the other platforms that every other super talk uh program and show is on on demand
1: absolutely you can find it in podcast form as well but i noticed on your social media account that you this month um although baseball season came to an end there but still lots of things to talk about on um eagle hour but you began serving at a new church in laurel so share with us maybe your shift because if those listening are in that area maybe they're looking for a home-based church where are you also found on the weekends.
2: I am uh, I'm serving now as the equipping pastor at Cross Point Church on right off Highway 84 in Laurel. A good friend of mine Justin Holofield is the lead pastor there and, and a lot of guys uh, there that that I'm close to Justin was a guy that I I discipled early on when, when he was starting out in ministry and, and was able to pour into him and, and help him. And, and he and I had talked about this a few years ago. I was serving as, as the interim pastor at First Baptist Ellsville and, and uh, it just wasn't God's time in them, but he and I circled back this spring, and they are being so good to me. They want me to continue to travel. They want me to continue to do to do the mission work that we do overseas, helping pastors in India and Myanmar and, and other places. And he wants me to, they want me to continue to do that. They want me to continue to, to, to be open to speak at events. And I, I mentioned earlier, I just started uh, my doctor of philosophy uh, degree at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. And, and uh, I'm, I'm specializing in international missiology. So working on the PhD and, and they want to give me an opportunity to pursue that also. So lots of freedom, uh, but, but I'll be, you know, I'll be teaching and, and preaching there a few times a month pouring into to leadership and, and helping uh, the pastoral team there set directions. So Cross Point Church um, in Laurel, and I'm excited to be a part of
3: that.
1: You've done a great job over your life, or I guess since 15 through your lifespan, though, a Luke, of marrying your your faith with also your passion, and not letting you know, one affects sort of the other. And I think that is such a good reminder, but also a good encourager for the rest of us who, you know, consider ourselves Christians, um, would love to somehow bring... More of our faith into what we do every day, but we do we feel like that there's just this hard line. we have our you know foot in the world and then our foot you know on church in church on Sunday, not meaning that we're not keeping up with our morals and values um, all day of the week. I'm not saying that, but trying to marry the two where when they know your name, they also know your profession, but then also your faith. So what would you say to those to encourage all of us, all of us believers? to maybe be more open to meshing the two together?
2: In the New Testament, there's no division of sacred and secular. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all of the glory of God. And I think we can, you know, divide our our lives. And uh, Jesus went wherever he was, he was. And he did because of who he was. And so in the New Testament, it teaches you that you act out or you live out based off who you are every other, you know, religion in the world says uh, you you do this to become something. Christianity says you live as you live because of who God has made you in Christ. And so that's the thing. Wherever you go, you are salt. Wherever you go, you are light. And I can go eat a hot dog and watch Southern Miss and, and do it for the glory of God. I can get on Eagle Hour and Break down Hunter Stanley's pitching statistics. So I can go outside and, and hit around of golf, or I can stand in and, and open up Scripture and exegete First Timothy chapter four, and I can do it all for the glory of God. and And uh, that's that's very freeing when you say wherever I go, I, I can I can honor Him and follow Him and, and do things for His renown. And so that really has set me free. That reality of doing because I of who I am.
1: And your faith has also taken you and and going a lot of different places in the world. What would be maybe the one spot that you're, you, you landed, you got your feet on the dirt, and you were like, oh, the Lord brought me here? Standing
2: in the North Himalayas at 15,500 feet, crossing glaciers, going to a village that had never heard the name of Christ and saying, Lord... Big boys aren't supposed to cross mountains, but <laughs> you've sustained me. And uh, he, he's, he remains faithful, and he continually is. So wherever we find ourselves overseas or, or even at home, God's faithful and he's good.
1: He's good. And you're good, too, online. So where can we connect with you,
3: Luke?
2: I am uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter, uh, Luke underscore Johnson one on Facebook, Luke Johnson. Stop in Luke Johnson, Southern Miss uh, on, on Instagram. So all those and and try to not let those things control me but try to <laughs> control those for good so i appreciate connecting with anybody if you want to hear more about what we do overseas just reach out to me on social media and i appreciate you letting me be on today rebecca
1: oh man this has been a blessing luke um i i appreciate your time i love getting to know you and staying connected will be definitely something i know that you and i will both do and southern miss to the top for life. to the top to the top all right you guys stick with us we've got more for you coming up next here on super talk you got sports talk mississippi which sometimes you can catch luke johnson on there talking up the eagles too but from three to six but until next time guys i hope you all find time for the good, good things for you
0: show was previously
3: recorded.
1: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.